welcome to a special Carton Brewing Showcase episode of... Brutal Battle. Yeah, it's another one of those showcase episodes, and this one actually came up because I went to this brewery very, very recently, and I was able to pick up a few beers, and I was like, hey, I've been there, I know what this thing's about, let me do some research, let's put together a showcase episode. So this one is about Carton Brewing, and they're actually out of Atlantic Highlands, New Jersey. Atlantic Highlands. Yes. Okay. And I was in New Jersey on a road trip with Rich Smith, a.k.a. Apathetic Rich, a.k.a. Applesauce Pete, uh, for a trip to a Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash comic book store in Red Bank, New Jersey, because I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. He is a Kevin Smith fan, not as big as me, but is a huge comic book fan. And he had been there before I hadn't, so just wanted to kind of check out just kind of wanted to check out um, how things were at that place. It, it's kind of one of those things where if you're a Kevin Smith fan, you feel like you should go once in your lifetime just to see it because it's been in some movies and they they have a lot of memorabilia there from a bunch of Kevin Smith's movies and merchandise and stuff like that. So it is worth going to once if you're a big fan. As a comic book store, I don't actually think it's great. Rich said himself, he's huge in comics. He was like, as a comic book store, it's not a very good comic book store. Like, the selection's kind of low. Um, so we hit another comic book store after that. But he was saying, I don't want to just take this big road trip just for this. Is there something else we can do? And I was like, well, let me see what some breweries in the area are. And Carton Brewing ended up being like 15 minutes from Red Bank. So I was like, can we do that? Because I had heard of Carton some years ago and was like, I want to go. So okay. before we crack into the first beer... What? No. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. It's this the tasting of it. There's not, it's not going to be that much information before we get into the first beer. But, okay. Um, okay, so before we get into the first beer, just a few few basic things about Carton Brewing. They're owned. It's owned by two cousins by the name of Augie, Augie and Chris Carton. Hmm. Carton is their last name. Oh, Carton's their last name. C-A-R-T-O-N. Uh, it was established in 2011, and they started out with a 15-barrel brew house in, like I said, Atlantic Highlands, New Jersey. Since then, they've actually expanded from 5,000 square feet to 10,000 square feet, and they're currently in two separate buildings. The, oh. the one has their production brewery right now, which is the newer space. The older space is where they kind of have more of their experimental stuff that they do, plus their tap room. Okay. And it's also like a bottle shop and growler fill station and merchandise. That's where you are. Yeah, obviously. that's where we were okay. hanging out. But I will say, um, okay, well, I'm going to talk about my full experience when we went there later. So okay. I'll bring that up but later. This is- uh, and their big thing is it was kind of this expansion would allow them to stay up to date on on getting everyone the supply of the beers that were popular while also allowing time and space for experimentation so they could come up with more yeah. beers, which yeah. I, you know, I think that's a common theme with a lot of breweries yeah. with expansion. So now are you want to highlight kind of what's unique about the four we're tasting? Yeah. So this is okay. So there are special beers that they do and there are staple beers and I'll list those later. Not all the special beers cause there's a lot, but the four beers that we're tasting on this episode are all the same base beer, but it's one of their special releases where they take that base beer and each year they do a bunch of different things with it. They age in different barrels with different ingredients. So I was able to get what they call split packs, which are four packs that have two of two different kinds of beer in them. 
Um, instead of like a mixed four pack where it's like one beer of each, uh, it's two of each. So I bought two split packs of these. And when I was purchasing them, the guy was like, that's a really good call because these beers are only done once a year and they're really good. So, so we have one more of all of these. Yeah. So I hope they're really good. They, I like this idea where you take one base beer and the mm-hmm. base for this isn't something you would think is going to be barrel aged typically. And then you do it all different ways. So that'll be fun. Uh, these are all 12%. Oh, are they? I didn't know that. Well, we're getting into it. <laughs> I guess that kind of <laughs> makes sense. I didn't <laughs> notice that until. I was like, what's, oh, 12, 12, 12, 12. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't, I never even looked at the ABV because yeah. I didn't think it would be that high. Although no. like spirit barrel aging makes sense. But these are Imperial Cream Ales. So the Imperial aspect makes sense. But when I when you see Cream Ale, you don't think it's going to be super high. So, oh well. What is the SRM? Uh, it's like a measurement for color okay. in beer. So I forget what it stands for because barely anyone actually uses it. Is that one of five? This is like, what? One of five? What are you talking about? No, is it a five, the SM, SRM? Oh, yes. Okay, mm-hmm. so they're all yeah, the, the same, same SRM. SRM. They're all the same IBUs and they're all the same ABV. The only other brewery I know of that puts, no, there are two other breweries I know of that put SRM on their cans, Modern Times, which we did a showcase for Mm -hmm. them recently, and Six Point Brewery, Mm -hmm. who I want to do in the future. So anyway, so the first one we're trying, and I set this, I tried to set this up in a good tasting order. I I don't think, I mean. It's it's kind of hard to know. Six and one, it's a half dozen together. Yeah. So the first one is called French Coffee. And it's an imperial cream ale with coffee added, aged in orange brandy barrels. 12%. Like Rebecca said, all 12%. 12%. They're, yeah, some of these. So I've had beer in certain types of brandy barrels before. Never orange. It's like, actually, when I say I've had beer in brandy barrels before, it's only ever been apple brandy barrels. Yeah. I feel like that's what's most popular, so... There you go. There well, I guess is. we're gonna. I guess they're all gonna be the same color then. Yeah, they should all be the same color. So we'll describe this and well, and if they potentially do look different, we can talk about that. But we're going to assume going forward that they're all gonna look like this. If they don't, we'll call that out. So it's orange. Yeah, kind of looks like a like a pale ale or like an East mm-hmm. Coast style IPA. Pretty see through. Uh, yeah, it's slightly hazy, but not not a whole lot. A little bit of a head to it. A mixture of small and large bubbles. Mm. It smells light. Yeah. I, I, it smells I, creamy. I was going to say, the only thing I can pick out is cream. Like, it smells cream. That's the only thing. Yeah. So, initially, when I smelled it, I'm like, yes, smells like a cream ale. Definitely smells creamy. And then I went in for the second sniff, and it sm- I smell the coffee. It's not <sighs> super pronounced, but it's in there. It's yeah, light. Yeah, it is in there. And then there's also, like... Orange? I don't... I don't know if I get the orange barrel, brandy barrel. I'm getting something that kind of smells like plastic. Like. I don't. Uh, Okay. I think I know. There's a slight astringency in there from the spirit barrel aging. I think that's what you're talking about. So it's kind of like a, like an astringent, like alcohol smell. I mean, to be honest, it doesn't smell. I'm not like, yeah. But. Honestly, it smells good to me. It just smells like a high alcohol cream ale with some coffee is what it smells like. Mm. It tastes better than it smells. Yeah, it smells really subdued. Oh. Mm, mm-hmm. Definitely more coffee on the taste. 
Yeah, there's a decent coffee in there. Definitely. What is this, rum? No, orange brandy. Orange brandy. I get the flavor of orange. Yeah. I do. I can't, I mean, I can't say I love it. Mm-hmm. So, of all the ones I brought home when I was looking at them, this was the one that I was most like. I feel like that's probably going to be the weirdest as far as flavor goes for me. You think me. that's going to be the weirdest? I think this one's going to be the last one. The last one. Yeah. Well, the last one's... Okay. The last one for me is going to be the most interesting. I'm seeing the weirdest for this one because as far as I feel like the flavors could be weird, I think the flavors on the last one should be all good together. It's just inter- most interesting. Yeah. I don't know. But, so, I do feel like I continually get more of an orange as I keep drinking it, and it's kind of coming off of, like, a little bit of the actual fruit, kind of, like, dehydrated and more sugary with some of the rind, because there's, like, a bit of a bitterness there. Yeah. Um, But I feel like the coffee ends up getting lost in that. Like, it tastes like cream ale up front, then I get the coffee, then the coffee gets overtaken by the orange brandy barrel. Yeah. I enjoy it, though. Okay. I do. I actually do. So the orange, the orange to me is slightly more orangey than, like, an Imperial IPA that you would say is is very orange-driven. See, I'm not getting as, I don't think I'm getting as much orange as you are. I feel like I get a lot of orange at the end. Hmm, Okay. It's got a creamy mouthfeel all the way through, Mm -hmm. too, which is good. That helps. Um, I dig it. Okay. I'm not, I'm not like, oh man, this is amazing, but I dig it. It's, it's fun. It's interesting. All right. So let's talk a little bit. Uh, the beers that mainly put Carton Brewing on the map, and I'm going to be drinking while I do this, so I'll take a pause here and there. Uh, the beers that mainly put them on the map were the very first one that I had ever heard about from them that people were like, you have to try it. It's so good. Uh, it's called Boat Beer. And literally it's just, they just call it a session ale. It's like, it's a session IPA. And it's very, very light. I had it while I was there. It's very light, uh, but like a nice hot flavor to it. Do I think as far as session a- as session IPAs go, it's like an amazing session IPA? I think for the time that it came out, it was kind of one of the... I, w- I wouldn't necessarily say one of the first, but at least one of the first on like the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Right. So at that time, it was kind of mind-blowing. And it's still, it is good. I enjoy it, but I've had a lot of session IPA scents that have been better in my opinion, but that just has to do with when they came out, you know? So, but it is good. I did enjoy that. The other one that put them on the map was 077XX is what it's called, which not a great name for beer, but. That's kind of would be a pain (laughs) in the ass to order. It's an East Coast style double IPA. And that one, once again, also is a a solid beer. I tried it. Solid beer. Uh, So that's what got them on the map. And then after they made their expansion, they kind of wanted to start looking at getting some other stuff out there. That's when they did This Town, which is a lager. And the whole premise behind that is they wanted to be able to get a beer in their local community that was light that people could drink, which it didn't say that, say this in anything that I was reading but I'm kind of like reading into it that I think that it's kind of like their way of saying, hey, you don't have to drink like Miller and Anheuser-Busch and stuff like that because it's light. Here's an option from yeah. us. We're local. We're in the community. We want to provide you with something you can drink locally and be more towards what your palate likes. So 
and that's been pretty popular for them. Uh, during their seventh anniversary, they ended up releasing a beer they named Inside Our DNA, and that was an oak-aged IPA that was inspired by P. Ballantyne and Sons Brewing, uh, and they were from Newark, New Jersey, and that beer was brewed in 1878. So it was the first IPA in America, and it was done in an oak, in an oak barrel. Yeah, that's cool. So they wanted to, because of, you know, New, New Jersey pride, they wanted to brew that for that anniversary and be like, let's, you know, pay homage to this. So they did that, um, but they needed a fooder for it, like a big wooden tank to make this beer. So they made space. That was, you know, after their expansion, they made space for it. And they put the fooder in to make that beer. And since, they've been able to use that fooder for doing some sours and other yeah. fun stuff. And they have... They have more than one fooder. I think I saw two when I did the quick tour that we did when we were there. So. Cool. Mm. So, uh, next, Augie. Augie Carton has lived, he prides himself on having lived one mile from the brewery location for 47 years. So, obviously, this guy doesn't have much of a commute to work. I assume he probably, like, walks or bikes to work because there actually is a bike rack sitting right outside the front of their mm. tap room. So I wouldn't be surprised if he bikes in every day. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So, and the last thing before we get to another beer. um, So they saw the, the, um, they, they've, this is kind of more of like their take on what's going on with craft beer and kind of where their head is. They've they've seen the beer industry moving more more towards, obviously, a lot more breweries. So they're viewing that as more of like a neighborhood brewery Mm -hmm. situation which they think is a great thing because that's a situation of bringing the beer to the people instead of people having to seek good craft beer out. And in that case, they feel like you're more likely to pull people into craft beer because it's a local establishment and people kind of be like, oh, you know, this is right in my community. Let me go see what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And then that can suck people into like actual craft beer and kind of start cutting out these big guys. Right. So they're just very passionate about that. That's good. And that's it for now because it's time for another beer. And as people know, it's going to be a cream ale. Yeah. Some sort of barrel-aged cream ale. It's going to be 12%. So, how did you... Did you continue to drink some of that French coffee one? No, I just was sipping it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I want more. I might... Well, we'll yeah, we'll see. At 12%, we'll see what we really like. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, like... And then... It's also hard because I have to, like, I'm looking at the four cans ahead, ahead, and I'm seeing that they're all 12%. So I'm like, where am I going to... prioritize. I know. Just like so, in, at your job. Yeah. This is like your job. It when is. you're drinking beer, you got to prioritize. <laughs> okay. So the next one, yes, an Imperial Cream Ale. This is called Mexican Coffee, and it is aged with coffee in tequila barrels. Okay, so this is essentially no extra ingredients, just coffee and tequila barrels. And the last one was coffee in the orange brandy. Yes. Okay. Because then the last two have extra stuff in them. Yes. And I think, uh, I'm not 100%. Oh, actually the coloration. So the French, this, this, the Mexican coffee one and the last one. We're in a split pack together, and the French coffee one and the third one were in a pack okay. together. 
So they kind of mixed it up of like, this one's just in a spirit barrel and this one has something added okay. in a spirit barrel. Okay. So that's how the split packs work. Does it look the same? It actually looks cloudier. Yes, I was just going to say. The color is the same, but it is cloudier. I actually think with the cloudiness, it makes it look a little brown, in my opinion. Less orange and a little more brown. I could see that. But yeah, I can't see through it. It's cloudy. And there's less of a head to it. it. It's like more sparse of a head, and it's large bubbles, whereas the French coffee had some smaller bubbles and some medium. It's just like all tequila. Oh my gosh, Yeah. It's like that agave smell. Yeah. I do smell the, the creaminess in Ooh. there and the cream ale. I smell the coffee too, though. I smell it all. Yeah, but it's hard to get past that tequila. Not for me. I think this nose is better than the French oh. coffee. I think it's better. Let me I'm sniffing my head. To be honest, for what it is, the fact that it's that it there's coffee in it, it's 12%, and it's aged in a spirit barrel, I think the nose is... Kind of soft, yeah. In my opinion, mm. I, I think like, the cream ale does it. I like this much more. Yeah, I. But the thing is, I'm not quite to drinking it yet. But as I keep sniffing it, the coffee keeps growing in the nose, which excites me. So you already tried it. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's. Um, I think it's just. I think I just like the tequila. I like the the barrel characteristics more. Yes. Um, you can definitely oh, yeah. tell it's kind of the same beer, but it just seems like it's more balanced. Yeah, so so there is that spirit in there. I don't know if you t- if you didn't tell me what the what the spirit barrel was. I'm not sure I could tell you it's tequila, mainly because two things: one, I'm not that familiar with the taste of tequila, and two, the fact that I think it it kind of gets lost in the beer, not yeah. in a bad way. I mean, it's more prominent on the nose for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, that's. Could I pick out? I mean, I mean, you know, it's barrel, but right. I think it kind of it's like it was aged in some sort of barrel. There's a, a bit of a little bit of an astringency to it, but not inappropriate. But it really lets the creaminess and the cream ale uh, profile shine along with the coffee. Whereas with the French coffee one, which was the first one, really kind of squashed the coffee flavor. This one really lets the coffee shine along with the cream ale. Yeah. Definitely. This one's tasty. Yeah. Like, this is... Yeah, man. I kind of wish that we had two more of this one and not one more of the French coffee. Not that... Like I said, not that the French coffee was bad. It's just like... This one's better. This one's like... Yeah. This one's like tasty. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. That is good. I like that. And here's the thing. Who thinks of barrel-aging imperial cream ales? Like, who thinks of that? Who's like, let's barrel-age some cream ales? Yeah. This is the first, legitimately the first time I've seen a brewery barrel-age cream ales. Anyone out there listening, if you want to let me know that this has happened before, please. BrutalBattlePodcast at gmail.com. So, let me real quick uh, tell you about my experience at Carton Brewing. Oh. So when we get there, they have a rule. Oh, Before right. you can do anything in the tap room, you have to take a tour. But they tell you, it's only like 10 minutes. It's not a big deal. But so if the, you've been there before. I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't like, know. If I, if that is like, if they actually want that to be like a neighborhood place, I'd be pissed. I'm like, I've seen this effing tour like once a week. Like, can, 
if they if you become a regular, is there like a fast pass? Like uh, an easy pass? You know, maybe it's a situation where they only do that on the on the weekends, weekends because uh, that's when they typically get visitors yeah. as opposed to locals. Like but, I'm gonna take the um fast pass yeah. lane. Well, I'm sure there are also people who they recognize. Yeah. And they're like, You don't need the tour, you're fine. So anyway, so we had to take the tour. The guy who did our tour, his name was Kevin, super nice guy. Uh, answered all the questions that he could, was really excited about the brewery, which is awesome. Like, when you can talk to someone who's actually, like, yeah. jazzed about what they're doing and, and the establishment they work at, it's just good. So, what, shout out to Kevin. What questions did you have? Um, I think just things about, uh, some of the beers they've made in the past, mm-hmm. and, um, I don't you know, I can't remember anything okay. else. Just stuff like that, but... So we did the little bit, little tour. It was super quick. I don't even know if it was even 10 minutes. Like, he takes you, us over to the production brewery first, you know, kind of runs you through, you know, this is what this equipment is, this is this equipment, you know, all that stuff. And then takes you to the tap room, shows you around a little bit in there. Actually, showed us around a little bit in the tap room first, because that was where their original brewery was, and now they're doing more uh. of, like, experimentation type stuff. So then you end up, after the main brewery, they take you back to the tap room, and he says, okay... You can go upstairs now because there's an upstairs, and that's where the taps are, the tap room, and you can try some beers. And they say the first beer is on us, which is just uh, a five-ounce, you know, like little samplers, five-ounce pours. But that's cool. Like, you just take the tour, and then the first beer is on them. And then, this is nice, it's very affordable. Five dollars gets you five poker chips. Each poker chip is redeemed for a five-ounce pour. Of whatever you want. $5 for five chips. So $1 per sample. Oh, yeah, that's really cheap. Yeah. And, well, and that's what one of the things they say, and they're like, this is the the best um, cost-effective drinking in town. Yeah. <laughs> like, coming and doing that. So you can, like, make numerous purchases. Like, you could do 10 bucks. I did 10 bucks, got 10 uh, chips, and gave five to Rich. I kept five, but Rich didn't finish all his because he was driving, so he gave me... Two extras of his. Aww. Yeah, which was nice. So um, we just went through and, and tried a bunch of stuff. And I'll tell you, it's cool because, first of all, they have a, a nice setup. Like, literally leather couches. And just, like, some tables. So it feels relaxed and fun. Yeah. Like, it's just nice. Also, the fact... It's weird, but the fact that they made you do a tour first makes it feel kind of like a secret club. <laughs> and they're like, okay, now you have entry to uh, the tap room. It's like a speakeasy. You know? The only thing that kind of sucked is that they would only let you have one of one of the sample beers at a time. I hate that. So that kind of sucked. You had to keep going up. But it's also kind of good in the sense that it allows you to make game time decisions on what beer you actually want to go to next. Mm-hmm. Instead of just being like, give me these yeah. five right now. And then you might be like, well... Otherwise, I would have thought, you know, I'll do this, 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 yeah. and then another one of this one, which mm-hmm. I, like, I repeated one of the beers. Is that the one you brought home? No. Oh. Because I knew I was going to get some to bring home. Mm. So, but, um, yeah. And the only thing that kind of, like, drove me crazy is the fact that you can buy growlers there and you can buy cans to go, but the issue, oh, and some bottles, because they have, like, some sour beers, and they had one that was, like, a... A saison, but um, they have them in four packs. 
like most of them are 16 ounce can four packs. And I was asking the bartender, this dude named Topher, I was like, is there a way for me to get singles? He said, no. Uh, He's like, no, you need to buy it. And I said, well, here's my situation with a podcast. I want to do a showcase. So I want four different beers, but I don't want to buy four, four packs because that's a lot. But I want one of a different beer for four beers. And he, he was actually pretty unhelpful. He was just like, that's how it is. And I was like, okay. Which, like, you know, I understand to a degree. What's he supposed to say? I know, but I just also feel like in the past, when I talk to breweries about that type of stuff, they're overly accommodating. They're like, oh, we can, you know, we can help you out with that. That's fine. We'll, you know. So I don't really fault him for it, but it's just not the typical experience I have with breweries. So I was like, oh, you're not going to, like, be maybe, helpful. Okay. Maybe he was new or something. No, he's been there for some time. Oh. Yeah. Also, is there an elevator to get upstairs? No. Uh, there's not. It's not handicap accessible. So that is Do you know problem. that going in? mm No, and there's no... It's not handicap accessible from the outside either. Because there are stairs to get up to the oh. first floor, too. I need a rinse. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah, I know. But like I said, the the cool thing is that the... um. The bartenders were nice, nice to everyone and having conversations. But yeah, just the atmosphere in that tap room is just fun. It's just relaxed and fun. And like I said, as weird as it sounds, it kind of felt like a special club. You know, I wanted to hang out longer and drink more beer there. Their beer was solid. Like, I didn't go crazy over a whole lot of their beers. Like, there were two of them that I was just like, all right, like these I could drink repeatedly. But other than that, I was like, decent, solid. Yeah. Yeah. Are you gonna are you gonna say what you brought home? Um, or are you saving that for later. I just the beers that we're trying. So what? Oh, the growler. Oh, the growler. No, I'll talk about that okay. when I talk about the special okay. beers. Okay. So ready for number three? Yes. Okay. So yes. number three is called Saint Kitts Coffee. It is obviously the Imperial Cream Ale brewed with the coffee and coconut aged in rum barrels. Dude, I'm excited. I know, me too. You're really excited for I'm this really one? excited. This yeah. is I'm most excited for this one. I think these last two are what I'm most excited for. Faux show. Faux show. So none are bourbon. No. And that's the other interesting thing to me. When I was looking at these beers, I was like, oh, they're different barrel-aged beers. And I looked at each one closely, and I was like, there's no bourbon? Or, like, no whiskey? Or yeah. I was like, that's cool. But that's what I liked about this. That's what I loved about this idea is that they're very outside the box. Yeah. You know, the base outside beer is outside the carton. Pretty much. It, the, the, the base beer is outside of the box for barrel yeah. aging. The, what barrels they use outside of the box. I mean, yeah. I like that. Well, I let, on the can it says drink off the beaten craft. Uh-huh. Which is funny. So the St. Kitts coffee looks like the French coffee. Yeah. It's not hazy. Actually, this is even more clear than the French coffee was. It, you know, it's very orangish. Um, not a whole lot of a head, but what is there is very fine bubbles. Mm-hmm. Okay, the smell. <laughs> Whoa. It's like so much coconut. It smells so crazy. It smells like a coconut cream egg. Yeah, I could see that. Like, I, I feel like I get a lot of caramel. Yes, caramel, vanilla. It's like, yeah, sweet caramel, vanilla, coconut. I feel like the coffee's getting a little lost it in is that getting nose. Lost, yeah. Because of like the creaminess, the vanilla, the caramel, the coconut, and that coffee's just kind of like struggling, falling behind yeah. in the race. I don't know if I can get any 
coffee. I can get it, but it's it's tough. It's hard. Mm, it's, it smells so good, though. This does smell like... <laughs> as they would say on Great British Baking Show, it smells bang on. Bang on. Bang oh, on. The taste is bang on, too. Yeah? It tastes exactly like it smells. Oh my gosh, it does. Not only that, but the coconut is, like, super present. Yeah. Which is a feat, because if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that there are so many coconut beers that we talk about and have had where they just come up so short. And you're just like, I don't even taste coconut in this. This is coconut done right. It is. It's, it's, this reminds me of a latte that one of our yes. local coffee shops makes that is coconut and vanilla. Yes. It was that Irish potato. This is, a, this is a kick-ass beer. This is really good. Beer. This is insane, man. Like, yeah, it, it's very, um, like, latte-like. Mm-hmm. Like, that creaminess, there's definitely a vanilla to it. It's like the, okay, so it's, so it's like the coffee in there. Can you do taste the coffee mm-hmm. in it? When it? It was hard to smell, but you do taste it in there. So it's like the base with, like, coffee. And then on top, it's like a vanilla whipped cream with caramel drizzle on it. And, and you're getting and like all coconut, that. And yeah. then, uh, like, coconut flakes. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, this is a big time winner. I mean, I really like the Mexican coffee, this but is, this St. Kitts coffee is... Knocks it out of the park. Yeah. Mm, it's really good. Jeez, man. Like, I I was hoping it would be good, but it exceeded my expectation. Yes. To be honest. Yes. Oh, it's so good. Wow. I love it. Wow. No, this is, this is killer. And, and you know what? I don't think we've commented on this. I don't think any of them tw- taste like 12%. Oh, no, that is a very good point. I think the one that's closest to tasting like 12% was French the French coffee. coffee. But this Definitely. one, this is a, this is dangerous. This tastes like maybe nine. Yeah. Maybe nine, maybe not even. I would say eight. Because I think the coconut and that creaminess really helps to... Bring it down. Yeah. yeah. This, this could get you in trouble. I'm very happy we have another one of these because mm. this is... Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. so good. That's so good. I love it. I'm going to have to fight over that one. All right, so now's the time where I'm going to talk about their beers, uh, some staple beers first, and then I'm going to talk about their some of their special beers, uh, and then we'll do the final beer we have here, which we are very excited about. Uh, so their staple beers. The Hook. It's a late-hopped wheat pale ale. Ooh, I bet that's good. Boat Beer, which well, I talked right. about, which was their Session IPA. 077XX, which was the East Coast Double IPA. This Town, which was the lager. One called BDG, which is Brunch Dinner Grub. And they say it's just a table ale. (laughs) So I think it's kind of like an amber. Like table ale. Um, One called Milk, and it's a Session Nitro Milk Stout. Oh, interesting. Those were, that was not on tap. I would have tried that. It was not on tap when I was there, unfortunately. But I did try the This Town, which was nice. The 077XX, which was nice, and the boat, which was nice. Uh, then they have Beach Overhopped Session Ale with orange zest, and Unjunked, which is just a stout, and then Red Rye Returning, which is like a rye IPA. They don't say IPA, but from the description, it's like a, a rye IPA. Then we go to the special beers. I did not include any of these Imperial Cream ones because we're going through four of them. Right. But these are included in their special ones. And obviously, we're having a good, good, good time with these. Yeah. They're fun. So, this one they did have on tap, I didn't try. 
comma, it's a black pepper saison. Ooh. I kind of, in retrospect, wish I would have gotten that oh, to try. Very interesting. For some reason at that moment, black pepper wasn't speaking to me. Yeah. And I avoided it for that reason. I was like, I don't, I don't really feel that it's right now. Really so. interesting. Mm. The next one I did have, this is called SS Heef, H-I-E-F. It's an Imperial IPA. That was one of the ones I liked a lot. And it was basic. it basically tasted like a more, uh, a heavier bodied, more hopped version of the boat beer. Hmm. And that was nice. Then there was one I also had called Hop Pun, which is an overhopped pale ale. That was solid. One that I didn't have called Mia Ewer, which is a Highlander Vice. So it's basically like a... Highlander Vice? Never heard of that. It's like a Vice beer, uh, like a wheat beer with coconut and orange. Ooh. Yeah, sounds good. And I have a lot of, by the way, I have a lot of special beers on here. I was trying to only do a few, but there were so many interesting things that they'd done that I wanted to call out, so... Bear with me. Then the next one I did have, and this is what I brought home. Mm. And this is crazy. When I heard about it, I was like, what? I have to try that. Called Ballinator. It is a hopless Doppelbach with coffee. And as it was explained to me, it's a Doppelbach, but instead of hops, they put coffee in its place. And your feelings on it, because you got to try it when I brought it home. Well, <laughs> it was it was good. It was really good. But Carlin brought home a 64-ounce growler. <laughs> I did. It was a little bit of a mistake. And we're drinking it. I'm drinking it. And I'm like, I'm kind of getting full. And I know we should probably drink this now, because we both really like it. And I was like, they, did, they didn't have any smaller growlers? And he's like, oh, yeah, they did. I'm like, well, why didn't you get one? I'm I mean, like, I, I don't know. I made a mistake. <laughs> It's like, I guess they had a 32-ounce growler, but <laughs> I went 64. No, that beer was my favorite, hands down. It was amazing. It was really good. It was just kind of, I mean, it was almost too sweet. Um, Not for me. But it was coffee and caramel and very good. Yeah, that's basically all it was. It was like coffee and caramel, and it was gorgeous. Yeah. And that's, once again, it's a very outside-the-carton, yeah. outside-the-box beer. So that was awesome. So then they also had a uh, Tok, which was another one that are Highland Vice beers with anise pickled cherries, which I don't even know what, what that would taste like, but anise Weird. pickled cherries. Uh, one called Regular Coffee, which was their Imperial Cream Ale just with regular coffee, uh, which is probably good. Super Ego IPA, which is a triple IPA that they do. One called Brewer's Board, which is a whole series of ones called Brewer's Board. This one, uh, it's called Brett One, and it's a oat pale ale with Britannomyces added, hmm. which sounds good. One called Sakura, which is a cherry blossom salted sour ale. Very interesting. And I can tell you the taste of Sakura is good. The actual cherry blossom flowers taste good. It's like a little bit fruity. It's a little bit floral. Uh, I know this because I actually do unboxings on YouTube for a box called Snacku, which just sends snacks directly from Japan. And the one for April was all focused on cherry blossoms, so it was Sakura-themed. So they had a bunch of Sakura-flavored stuff. It was really good. Um, you search my name, Carlin Cook, and you can find my unboxings and stuff. Not that you're necessarily interested, but hey. Uh, then there's one called Dune Fruit, and it's a prickly pear cactus sour ale. Oh, I bet that would be good. Yes. Oh, you're gonna, this is, this one 
when I wrote this one down, I was like, Rebecca's going to be like, we have to figure out when it's, when it's available and go there. It's called Sunday. S-U-N-D-A-E. Oh, like a Sunday. Russian Imperial Stout aged in cognac barrels with walnuts and maraschino cherries. That does sound good. That sounds really good. Then one called Cosmonaut, which is a Russian Imperial Stout with freeze-dried ice cream and spices. What? Right? Isn't that crazy? Sounds good, though. Then they had one that they put out for Valentine's Day called Cupid. And they had it regular, I think, in nitro. And it's a chocolate malted stout with roses. Oh, that would be interesting. I love yeah. rose yeah, flavored Yeah, I love stuff. rose flavor. Then they have a pumpkin cream ale. Oh. Just called pumpkin cream. That would be good. Yeah. And the last one I wrote down is dry rubbed smoked porter. Literally a smoked porter with a dry rub recipe. Interesting. Like all the spices for a dry rub recipe in there. Hmm. Now you see why I put so many of them down. Because they're like all over the place. But this is the interesting thing. Other than that Ballinator, that Doppelbach with coffee instead of hops, what was available to try was very straightforward Uh. stuff. So I had no idea that they were doing all these extra crazy things until I started doing the research for the showcase episode, which is why the showcase episode is so great. All right. So let's... Did I rinse you? No. Oh. Okay, so the last one is called Irish I Coffee. Did, but oh, you did? Yeah, no, just, do it, just do it again. Okay, so sure the last one is called Irish Coffee. It's the Imperial Cream Ale with coffee aged in oak with nutmeg and mint leaves. Yeah, this one sounds very interesting. Could be the best, could be the worst. Yeah, it could be a total flop. Yeah, I hope it's not, but... Only one way to find out. Yeah. My favorite way to find out. A little bit of that. So, so far it's looking the same as the first and third. Irish coffee. Yes. Although slightly hazy, which is kind of close in um, haziness to the French coffee. Uh, Definitely the clearest one was that St. Kitts coffee. Okay, there's a decent head on this. Yes. This is the most substantial head of all of them, and I've poured them all the same. So, that's interesting to know. This nose is like, I don't even... Weird? I don't even know. It smells tangy. I definitely smell lime. There's no lime. There isn't? What's in there? I told you mint. Mint, mint and nutmeg. nutmeg. It smells like lime in there, though. Do you feel me on that? It smells it limey. Smells there's like, like, a tang- like a citrus tanginess. What barrel is it? Rum? rum. Okay. Yeah, rum barrel is weird. Usually it's just kind of sweet. It smells like... It smells like... Cheesecake. I don't... No, I don't get that. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I smell lime, and I feel like I smell flowers. No, not cheesecake. It's like lime flowers in there. It's like some dessert. Like going through... Like my brain is like... Okay, I'm starting to smell the rum even more. As I keep smelling it, the rum starts to become even more pronounced. Okay, it smells like bread pudding. With something else, though. That's not just straight. Alright, I'm going in. I was also getting a little stringency there. What is... Hmm. I mean, you definitely get the mint. Yeah, the I don't know if I can pick out nutmeg, but you definitely get some sort of like baking spice. Yeah, 
I agree with that. There is like an underlying spice. I definitely would not be able to nail what that is. Okay. You do get the mint, but it's not super strong. It's kind of just there. Maybe maybe it's pumpkin pie. I don't I um, I don't know. I don't know what it's like. It's it's sweet. It's definitely sweet. It is a little caramelly. Yeah, I feel like this is I think this is the one where I'm perceiving the alcohol the most. That's exactly what I was thinking too. Like the alcohol is Really front and center with this one. Are you going to get a coffee? Actually, absolutely none. I don't think. I mean, it's got to be there. But I think the mint and the alcohol is covering it. Yeah. This is... I, yeah, I think this is the one where I perceive the, the least coffee. It's kind of a letdown, to be honest. I can't say it's a letdown because I... I was kind of like, how... I'll say a... Sorry, I'll say a letdown for what my expectation Uh-oh. was. Like, what I wanted out of it. I mean, I, I was kind of thinking, like, nutmeg and mint together could be a total flop. And it's not. Um, it isn't a total flop. I mean, it's not a total flop, but I... It is a little weird. Just, it's definitely weird. Yeah, it's definitely a weird beer. Of all of them, this is by far the most weird for sure. I almost, like, wonder if you had had, like, the tequila and the mint leaves. Like, mm-hmm. tequila with mint and lime. <clears throat> yeah, that alcohol is so strong. Yeah. So strong Oof. in it. Well, and this is, it's interesting because, for me, I've ne- I don't think I've ever had a rum barrel-aged beer. Okay, I was going to say I don't think I've ever had a rum barrel-aged beer that I've really liked. There's one, the Rum King. The Southern Tears Pumpkin Agent Rum Barrels. I knew you were going to say that. That one I actually liked. But I've had a bunch of other rum barrel aged ones and not liked it. Like, it, I just didn't like what the rum barrel did to the beer. Hmm. So. So, I don't know. I need to try a little bit of something else to figure out the ranking here. Hmm. Well, I'm like- pretty set on my top two. And people who are listening to this podcast probably know what that is. Well, yeah. I feel like our top two are the same. Yeah, probably. Because number one is St. Kitts coffee with the coconut. And number two is going to be the Mexican coffee with the coffee and tequila. And then I kind of feel like three and four are just kind of like the same Super close. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of interchangeable. Okay. I know where mine is. I'm not committing. Don't. You will. We'll work. We'll work it out. Okay. So uh, my number four is going to be the Irish oh. coffee. That's the Imperial Cream Ale with coffee added and aged in oak with nutmeg and mint leaves. No, this is aged in oak. You said rum. Oh. No, this is aged in oak. There's oh. no spirit. That's even worse. Why Sorry. does it taste so spirit-driven? I don't know. Like, it tastes super alcoholic. It well, does. I mean, it is 12%, but you would think that the spirit barrels would make those taste way more read, alcoholic. How did I read it wrong? That's weird. I don't know. Yeah, but no. I think you double-checked me. The Irish coffee is Imperial Cream Ale with coffee added, aged in oak, with nutmeg and mint leaves. That's my number four. My number three is the French coffee. Imperial cream ale aged with coffee 
in orange brandy barrels. Is that what you have in your glass? Yes. Go okay. ahead and try that. Then my number two is the Mexican coffee, which is Imperial Cream Ale with coffee aged in tequila barrels. And then the top one, which kind of blew my mind, the St. Kitts coffee, which is the Imperial Cream Ale with coffee and coconut aged in rum barrels. Um, so the St. Kitts and the Mexican coffee, I really like. I want those again. The French coffee and the Irish coffee, I don't dislike them really, uh, but I'm also kind of like, eh, I don't think I need them again, you know? But the top two, I yes. definitely want again. The bottom two, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to change mine since you're making me commit. So I'm going to do St. Kitts first, Mexican coffee second, then I'm going to do Irish coffee and then the French coffee. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because I- Why is that? I feel like the mint and nutmeg make it more interesting, so it makes me want to drink it a little bit more because it's more interesting. Okay. That's fine. But, yeah. I just, um, I, and I do think going back to trying the French coffee, that the orange is more pronounced, but also more mellow at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I like okay. it. Anyway, um, I'm excited to keep sipping on these. Yeah. And Carton Brewing's cool. The only, the only thing that I really have a problem with with Carton Brewing is the fact that their logo is very boring. I mean, look at, that's their logo mm-hmm. right there on the can. It's, like, their can designs look cool, but they're, and I like the fact that they use orange, because I, I don't think many breweries use yeah, the color orange, and I love it, especially the color they use. So those are really cool, but their their um, logo, it just says Carton Brewing, and it's a, like box. a box. It's an open yeah. box, and I think... It reminds me, when I was at the brewery and I looked at it, I said to Rich, I'm like, looking at that, it just makes me feel like I'm at a U-Haul store. Yes, with the color? Yeah. With the with the orange and a box, it just reminds me of U-Haul. Okay. I, I think they need a change in their logo. Well, their packaging always, is good. They can always their, rebrand. Yeah, their packaging's good, color use is good, but they just need a logo change, in my opinion. It's not exciting it's not that logo is not going to sell anything yeah. Yeah. but okay. the beers themselves will sell so and flavor okay so awesome here we go last thing to here say carton brewing was the 13th brewery in the state of new jersey okay. they now have over 100 wow so cool there you go anyway thank you everyone for listening to this until next time keep it brutal This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production. 